One time someone said to me, I don't believe in God because there's so much suffering in the world. That's how I know God doesn't exist. And I go, well, okay, God doesn't exist. Is there still suffering in the world? <laughs> and they go, well, yes. And I said, so who's responsible now? Yeah. They go, well, we are. I said, now, if we're, if we're responsible for the suffering and there's no God, is it possible there is a God? And he's really upset mm. that we have allowed so much suffering, that this is beneath our intention. Human beings are the only species that can live beneath their intention. You will never see a beaver create a bridge. It will only create a dam. Silkworms will only create silk, never polyester. Mm. Humans are the only species that can actually subvert their intention. And there are two subtle ways or words that I think let us see this. One is, have you ever heard the phrase like, well, that's just inhumane? Yeah. We say it's inhumane when a human does it. But how can it be inhumane if a human does it? Because when a tiger eats a gazelle, we don't go, that's inanimal. You know, when a killer whale eats a seal, we don't think, we don't call that evil. Right. But we can actually identify that when a human being acts like an animal, that it's inhumane. It's beneath our humanity. We know that humans are created for more than simply to be a part of the natural order. And I think it's because of the image of God in us. And we have human ideals. I mean, Ryan, even people who don't believe in God want things like world peace. Yeah. Want a world with justice, want to end poverty, want to end homelessness, want to create a world where people actually have opportunity. Where do these ideals come from? You know, one of the things I, I loved studying was phantom pain. You experience phantom pain when you lose a limb. And for years, you feel that limb being there. You really? actually experience the pain of that limb. Mm. You can only have phantom pain if you lose something that once belonged to you. I'm absolutely convinced ideals are the phantom pain of the soul. The reason we're driven for a world with peace, we've never known a world with peace. Why do we even have that concept? We've never known a human history with justice. So why do we imagine a world with justice? We've never known a world without poverty. Even Jesus said the poor will always be with you. Mm -hmm. So why do we imagine a world where there's no poverty? I think it's because we have this phantom pain of the soul. We know that the human experience is not supposed to be like this. Mm. That we were created to be a, the kind of humanity that reflects the beauty and goodness of God. And we're living beneath our potential. Even think about human relationships. Every child wants a father who loves them and a mother who loves them. And we grow up with the pain and trauma of imperfect parents. But the reality is that every human being is imperfect. Right. So why is it that our souls are actually designed for a level of love that human beings seem incapable of giving? See, I think it's because our souls know what humanity is supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. And whenever we have an experience beneath that, it actually devastates us and even breaks us or even shatters us. I think every human being has three basic intrinsic needs. Uh, one is a need for intimacy. Every human being needs to be loved. Sometimes it's, you know, romantic love, but it's not just that. Like sometimes you need a, a band of brothers. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need a family, a community, a tribe. We all have a need to find meaning or to give meaning to life. Human beings are meaning machines. Mm. Everything we do is an expression of meaning. The way you cut your hair, the clothes you choose, it all is an expression of the meaning of your life. 
The way we organize things is meaning. Colors have meaning. Colors actually communicate meanings to us. Our physicality has meaning. Humans are meaning machines. We also have a need for progress. Human beings need to become. And that's why, Ryan, no matter how much you accomplish, that will not help you tomorrow. No. Tomorrow you're going to wake up and go, who do I become now? What do I do now? What do I accomplish now? Where, where am I going now? Mm -hmm. Human beings have this compulsive need to move forward. The moment you do not believe that tomorrow can be better than today or that you can be better than you are, you will move to despair. And so I look at these three human intrinsics, our need to become, our need to belong, and our need to believe. And by the way, they come straight from the Bible. It's why Paul says that the highest virtues are faith, hope, and love. Because hope is something very rare. It only exists in the future. Hope cannot exist in the past. And so as long as a human being has hope, they always have the drive to keep moving forward. As long as a person has love, they always have a sense of meaning and identity. And as long as a person has faith in something, they always can bring meaning to life. You don't stop believing in God because someone convinced you there's no God. You stop believing in God because you couldn't make sense of the pain in your life. When I'm in a crisis, I don't tell myself, I'm going to get through this. I tell myself, I'm already through this. I've already overcome this. Mm. I've already solved this problem. I get the joy of experiencing the pressure of it. I love what they put at uh, the US Open when you walk in. It says, pressure is a privilege. Like what I get right now in this life is the privilege of pressure, of testing out my faith, discovering how much courage I have, becoming more creative and inventive. Every problem gives me an opportunity to discover something about myself. And I think that's the fun part. I'm glad life isn't easy. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that there are real challenges and real obstacles you have to overcome. I had a day where I lost a company that was worth about six to $10 million. And in that moment, I felt so crushed. I had to fly home, sit down with my wife, Kim, who was an orphan, who grew up in a foster home from the age of eight to 18, and look at my wife and say, I lost everything. And I looked at Kim, buying her a cup of coffee I could no longer afford. And I said, I lost everything. And Kim said, I thought I was your everything. In that moment, it felt like I, I could never overcome this. Right. It was just absolutely devastating. Five years later, I came out of all of that. And what I learned in that is I wanted God to meet me in faith, but he met me in faithfulness. And when I came out of that, I thought, wow, I had the capacity to lose $10 million and not be destroyed by it not be crushed by it mm -hmm. i didn't know i was capable of this much yeah man my capacity to risk increased so much and i had the privilege of losing that much money right very few people have that opportunity yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and um i'm more unstoppable now yeah because now i know how much i can actually go through yeah and still come out ahead on the other side